Welcome to part two of my conversation with Khalifa. <laughs> my kids. Just listen to them. I can't. Anyhow, in this... <laughs> oh, I give up. In this episode, Khalifa and I, we speak about Instagram verification and the challenges. She's literally sitting right next to me now. You want to say something? What is your name? <laughs> God, this is never going to end. In this episode, we speak about Instagram and the issues related with the verification process that they have. And this is followed by one of his most successful gigs called Rockami TV and how he started it. Last but not the least, Khalifa talks about his latest gig, which is called Store 974. Sort of a build-your-own-PC sort of store based in Qatar. And at the end, he's got a tip for you content creators out there. I've been observing this. I've been reading how real-time data really affects the verification syndrome, imposter syndrome, like so many things and so many, so many variables. And I think it's just a matter of seconds that you decide, okay, I need to follow this person because... I heard about that person and I think the verification also matters a lot like if you're verified if you're a verified account that just adds like a couple of thousands rials more on on your uh, on your fee yeah okay can I talk about verification for a second verification is is the most stupid thing ever okay I'm verified on YouTube I'm verified on Twitter verified on Facebook I'm not verified on Instagram why aren't you verified on Instagram I've applied okay. I've applied. I've applied three times. And every time it's another excuse that says that I, you know, I don't qualify for some reason. I was told initially it's because I had my YouTube link in my bio and Instagram doesn't like that. I was told that if you use more than three hashtags, you know, in your post, then Instagram doesn't like that. God, um, I, I never knew about these prerequisites for being uh, a verified account. Nobody knows. That's the thing. Nobody knows how you get verified. And then I've seen people... Uh, let me give you an example. Don't even talk about my personal account. Let's talk about my one okay. of my company accounts, okay? Uh, yes. Which is Rakami TV. Rakami TV has almost 2.5 million subscribers yeah. on YouTube. We're one of the world's biggest Arabic tech channels. We work with we've uh, Google, with Apple, with Samsung, with Huawei, and we get invited. We're the one of the few, few, if not the only ones that get invited to all of the the, the events. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about everything. So. And we get great, phenomenal results. And we're always very transparent and open for anyone to come and take a look at our analytics uh, to verify, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. our success. Instagram still does not verify us. Everyone's verified us. I don't know. It's it's complicated. Yeah, I mean, I I don't get it. I mean, if you, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, I'm very grateful. If you you Google my name, you will see that there are articles um, about me from local and international uh, uh, agencies from government institutions and from private companies. There are so many, like you, that uh, it's clear that you are a known that, figure. Uh, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, I am yeah. a figure. Yeah. I just don't understand why Instagram, but here's a really weird thing, right? After I apply, typically they'll reject. And then a few days later, I'll get a message in my inbox that'll from an agency that'll tell me, hey, pay like 30, 40,000 reals. We'll verify you. Okay, <laughs> and I and and I know people. Okay, I know this is not. I heard from someone. This is yeah. I know people who have paid, who've paid up to fifty thousand reals yeah. and got verified. 
So I think that there's wow. Instagram needs to definitely do some sort of internal audit to find out what is going on. Moving on further, Khalifa, you you mentioned about Rakami TV. How did you, where did this idea come from to kick off Rakami TV? And uh, what inspired you to create a YouTube channel? And considering that YouTube in Qatar, like creating content on YouTube in Qatar is like perhaps the lowest in terms of people's priorities. And they're more into like Instagram, Twitter, and uh, Facebook. So, for uh, I mean, I've always been creating, you know, some, some content online. Um I've always been like a fan of uh, YouTube since, you know, I was in university and just pushing, you know, a little bit of here and there under, you know, different pseudonyms. And uh, when I joined uh, Vodafone, uh, I was the uh, head of, uh, I was an online manager. And then I eventually, you know, became the head of innovation. And I had created basically unboxings, quick review videos for the network. And the way it would work, and I, I was in a, a room that was so tiny. It was just like maybe the size of like a telephone booth, okay? <laughs> yeah. And uh, I would film it once in English. Then I would repack everything in the box. And then I would re-unpack it again, but this time in Arabic. <laughs> People did tell me, like, why didn't you just dub over it? Do it? I'm like, no. People got to hear the, 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 the crunkle, the, the crinkle of the, of the plastic has to, has to, has to be real. And it reminded me of a study that I once heard of that was something like 0.03% of all information online is in Arabic. It's negligible. It's nothing. Yeah, I, I, I started to focus a little bit more on Arabic content. And then in parallel, what was happening was there was uh, a guy named Nader who had created a, another YouTube channel called Rakami TV that was incubated in uh, QSTP. No, 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 sorry, not QSTP, ICT Qatar. And ICT Qatar, so he was supposed to get some funding for his project, <laughs> moving to the UAE to just see if he can just build, or moving the project to the UAE to see if he can get some investment and support. I ended up investing in uh, the channel and shared some of my vision of what I wanted to do. At the time, I think they had 30,000 subscribers. And uh, and yeah, I just pumped in some money into the project, uh, took over 50% uh, of Rakami, and... Now we're almost at 5 million subscribers and followers on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, we have higher engagement rate than some of the biggest American pages on Facebook, like The Verge or even Engadget, where we have more engagement than them, which I'm really proud of because I always looked up to those two. So it's like, you know, it's like when, you, when you've, you've passed the master. <laughs> so it's like, we've passed the master. All right. Coming back to the end of our, you know, as we're approaching the, the end of this podcast, I just want to talk about Store 974. You're into gadgets and I've seen your collection of those arcade games and everything. It looks phenomenal. And I can't wait for Corona to get over before I can like visit your studios, you know, to, to perhaps have another episode on those, uh, on those collector items. What got you started into Store 974? Because it is so different from what you're doing online to this, this, this whole like building your own PCs and everything. Talk to us about it. So, so first of all, I'm really proud of the team, you know, that we put together and uh, the successes, you know, that we've had with Store 974. It's been going on for a year and a half. We started off in like a 10 square meter space up to 140 square meters. Now we're around 500 square meters. Now we're going to do a third expansion to over a yes. thousand square meters. And the way that this happened was oh, basically so one day I was planning on buying a, a, a PC or, or a Mac. And one of the people in the Isle of Qatar team had said to me, his name's Abdullah. He was like, hey, why don't you just build your own PC? I'm like, oh man, I'll build my PC. You know, I'm like, I can't be bothered. Where am I going to get the parts from? He says, why don't you just like pass by Sofitel or something? So it's like, okay. So I looked around and first of all, man, the prices were so high. 
Okay, they were crazy high. And second of all, they had did not you couldn't find much. You had to like buy it all online. So I thought, okay, you know what? Maybe there's an opportunity here to create something. And I just couldn't understand why. Why hasn't anyone done this yet? And I just wanted to create basically like a like basically like the IKEA for PCs. You go in, you walk around, pick all the parts that you need, and then you would have the build bar where the build bar either mm. an expert can build it for you, for you, or you could even use the build bar yourself. So, so the, I, I soon learned the reason why not a lot of people have done it is because it was so, so difficult to convince these international businesses to come and do business with Qatar. Why? Because a lot of them mm. had set up, uh, had given their like distribution uh, or resale rights to companies based out of the UAE for the region. So when the blockade happened as well, that wow. also gave us an opportunity because we're like, wait a minute, now we can't get the stuff. So I started contacting the companies like, hey guys, listen, I would, I don't mind buying you from the the the, the Emirates, but they can't get the stuff to me, you know. I, so how are we gonna get it? Can I can I buy it from you guys directly? So <laughs> a lot a lot of the companies, some were like skeptical, like what what retail experience do you have and so on. But some mm. others they realized, wait a minute, are you Mr. Q from Rakami TV? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Like, oh, so you can like do some promotion for us too? I'm like, well, I mean, it maybe it depends, you know? So they were kind of hoping like if they gave me the brand, I'd like market the stuff for free. But of course, Rakami is one business. I have a partner there and Store974 yeah. is another another business. So we ended up getting like one company, then a second company, a third. Now we represent over 32 different brands, international mm-hmm. brands. And we're constantly, dr- I, I made a promise to the public. So I actually took, again, I used my my, my experience with social media and I took people uh, I let them follow the journey. So as we were building, as we were developing, we're coming up with logos, we're coming up with branding. I included the people. Hey guys, what do you think? What should we do? What should we do? So I, I love letting people, uh, giving people a, a, a voice and giving them an opportunity to, 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 to share their feedback. Because don't forget, big companies, they spend millions. I'm talking about millions of dollars to get feedback from the public. When, yeah. You know, they'll pay companies like Nielsen, you know, to go and do surveys and stuff, right? Why do you, why do you need to do that when you could just ask the people yourself, <laughs> you know? So I would just, I always ask like, what do you guys think? What, what, what new item should we sell? What do you, what do you think that we need to improve on? What are we not doing? And I made the people a promise. I said, listen, guys, we're a small little company due to economies of scale. You know that the way things are going to work, we're not going to be as cheap as Amazon, but I can promise you the more we grow, the better we will do. And the lower our prices will eventually get. And if you compare our prices today to before, you'll see that we've dropped significantly. We've helped actually adjust the market. So it's it's more competitive. Um, and that was our goal. We, and we made that promise and we kept that promise. And we're still, we're, we're, we're still, you know, always introducing new products. We have like a loyalty program now where you get points for every real that you spend that will entitle you to like discounts and freebies. Uh, we've, we've created an energy bar. So if you're waiting, yeah. So I, I, I observed that there were a lot of moms that were coming to the shop and just hanging around waiting for their kids. Uh, or maybe some people were just coming, just waiting for their PC to just get a quick checkup. So I thought I don't, and we don't have a lot of space in the old shop. So We'd just have some stools and they would just sit in stools. And I started, to be honest, I felt sorry for the moms <laughs> first. And so that's why we ended up creating this little lounge cafe area, mainly for them. So they can go and chill, <laughs> relax, take it easy. Um, 
And then I thought, okay, how do I enhance that? How do I create this into a space where people could teach each other um, mm-hmm. and get to know each other and create a community? And so we put comic books, and it's free for anyone to come and watch uh, to come and read. And everyone's like, "What are you? Are you nuts? They're gonna damage it." I'm like, first of all, I'll, I'll let hopefully they won't damage it. Second of all, <laughs> second of all, I want the people to see that I trust them and I value them. Yeah. And yeah. then we added the Game Boys. We're like the Game Boys, you can come and play for free. And people were like, "Wait, you're not like you don't." You don't pay to play? No, it's free. Just come and come and have some fun. So we have uh, like these emulator nice. Game Boys that have like almost 300 games in them. So when you're chilling, you can just come and play play a game and have some fun. And uh, now we've also got like, for example, slushy machines. You can come and have a slushy. Nice, nice. Well, wish you all the best with that, Khalifa. Right. At the end, if there's any message you want to leave to the listeners who are listening in words of inspiration... The only thing that I want to say is that if you want to become a content creator, just go ahead and do it. And I know that I've stolen Nike's tagline, but it really, really is something that I believe in. A lot of people tell me that I don't have the best camera or I don't have a good mic or maybe my lighting is not perfect. Guys, go watch my first videos. Look at how they sucked. They were crap. But as time passed, I got better and I learned about lighting and I learned how to improve. And guess what? The viewers that are following you, they love to see this improvement. They don't want to see someone who's just amazing from day one or have the, a perfect studio. They want to see you go through that journey. So just go ahead, get started and create something that's awesome and forget about the views, forget about the subscribers. Uh, think you, you, things are really tough and you just have to get used to it. But if everything was easy and simple, guess what? Everybody would, would be doing it. So go ahead and show everyone why, why you're right and why, why what you're doing is the right path. Awesome, awesome. Khalifa, thank you so much for being on the show. I, I really enjoyed talking. And you've given me a very hard job now with just to filter this 57 minutes of audio into 15 to 20 minutes now. Can I give you some sure. advice though? you might feel like, oh, but that's a juicy bit and that's a juicy bit and that's a juicy bit. Give yourself like a target of how many minutes you want want everything to go. Maybe you're already mm-hmm. doing that. And even if you've got some really good bits, just cut it out. Like it's that's that's the challenge okay. that you have to get rid of even the good bits. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank well, you very much, man. man. Take care. Good luck. I, I wish you the best. Yalla. Take care of yourself. Inshallah. Now, I hope you guys liked our conversation and stay tuned for more.